The following content is recorded by at least one person who misses the fuck out of HBCU homecomings. Fuck you, COVID. Damn. Start the show. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you. I was watching. I was watching something. So one of these schools was trying to have a digital homecoming, and I think the thing that I missed that I missed the most is the game where with the with the with the dramatic ass announcer. <laughs> and now, are you ready for some soul? The drumline will now take the field. You don't know? You better ask somebody. <laughs> Brought to you by Southwest Airlines. And Frenchie's Chicken. <laughs> One block away. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the TSU Ocean of Soul. That's right. They've got soul. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. I was used to some shit that's 20 years old. Somebody's, somebody's old deacon ass uncle. Everybody want to be Tom Joyner so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am sitting by just um, watching the season finale of uh, This Is America. Man, I, I I swear it's just everybody's just holding their breath. It's like, it's like America's waiting on his AIDS test results. <laughs> and the result is either AIDS or herpes. <laughs> well, you don't, well, the good news is you don't have this. The bad news is you have that. For at least four years. <laughs> <laughs> it is episode 112. 112 where the players dwell. All hey. Right. All right. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, how's your week, D. Randall? Uh hmm. I don't know, man. the the week The week was kind of a blur, uh, much like, and not to dwell on this, much like the last few years. I had a, I had an actual I had a funny conversation with someone the other day, and we were just talking about like highlights of the last few years. Not not even thinking about you know anything politically, because um, it really started with us talking about 2020 and how like so much shit has happened. So much shit has happened in 2020. That once it's over, we're probably going to forget most of the shit that happened outside of like COVID. One hundred percent. Just like I remember last year in 2019. Last year in 2019, there were a bunch of deaths, but I don't remember most of them. But I said, you know, it's weird because the last year that I can actually remember clearly was 2016. I can't tell you what has happened in any year since then, except for this year. And this year has just been it's just been COVID. Didn't Prince die in 2016? I have no idea. It, I can say this 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 presidential cycle, not to put too not to put too fine a point on it because we definitely came into this episode with the mindset that we want you guys to be able to you you're going to you're going to be listening to this probably on election day. Yeah. Uh we we want you guys to be able to get your minds off of that. Uh, if you're if you're in line to vote, we want you to have something to keep you entertained. 
Um, if you're listening to this the day after Election Day, hopefully you're not lined up for uh, to join, water and ammo. Or to join the resistance. <laughs> um, uh, but we wanted, we wanted you to have somewhere to be able to get your minds off this shit. Yeah. Uh, so not not to put too fine a point on it, but this uh, this pre- presidential cycle has been kind of a blur. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Um, Every, everyone's minds were made up in 2016. <laughs> I don't think anybody who felt uh, well, there might be a few people that have seen the light. Yeah, but I don't think anybody that felt the way they felt about who they felt who they felt it for mm-hmm. in 2016. I don't think any of that's changed now here in 2020. Yeah. Um, there are some people that I I think Killer Mike was one of them that said in 2016, even if we get four years of Trump, it can't get any worse for black people. Um, it can always. It can always get worse. It can always get worse. I think black people need to. I think black people that have not embraced the idea that it can always get worse need to go ahead and bite the bullet and yeah. embrace that shit. Remember, there was slavery, so we've se- we've seen worse. We've j- I was gonna say just because we've seen worse <laughs> doesn't mean that worse isn't waiting for you us. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so there's that. Um, I don't know, man. I guess I guess for me, the week every day, and it is it is true. You said it and has remained true this day. Every day is Monday. Mm. Um. And the day's kind of the day's kind of blurred by, man. You know, I, 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 it's it's weird trying to balance it between creating content and kind of watching content and consuming content to yeah. take your mind away from those things. Yeah. And so it's kind of forced me to drag my feet a little bit on a couple of projects. Um, but I I really do think it's in it's all in the best interest of mental health. Yeah. Um and I would have not had in where I employed at my former employer, I would have not had the <laughs> opportunity to uh just stop and breathe and go, you know what? I'm gonna take a video game break. Wow. And do that and be able to come back to something with a fresh mindset. I almost envy that. I, I, I was... I'm I'm enjoying it now 'cause it's gonna 'cause I'm gonna miss it when it's gone. Yeah. I was speaking to my uh, my rap partner yesterday, and it was the first time we really got to sit and talk in a few months. And we were saying the same thing. Like one of the one of the the side effects of this entire year has been, you know, when you get so locked into a routine that's contrary to what you normally do, it's drained a lot of the creativity, and your your mind gets locked into such a routine that you just start doing the same stuff over and over. Right, and it doesn't. Just like you said, you have you have trouble with with the projects. It's because your mind doesn't allow itself to open for you know for that creativity to to kind of sink in. And it's 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 been it's weird because I've never experienced that personally. All my life, I've you know all my life, I've always had at least weird, crazy, stupid, silly, sometimes interesting ideas float through my head. And there was a definite stretch of time this year where every everything was like wake up eat work sleep wake up eat work sleep right and and nothing else was going on upstairs um i think for me um getting out of that cycle was definitely much needed mm-hmm. i don't think i needed it for seven for seven or eight months now i didn't expect to have it for seven or eight months 
But here we are. I'm glad to be in a better position than some people. Um, I'm glad to be in a better position than I could have been. Um, but you know, I, I I I definitely am ready for things to for for some form of normalcy to return. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna rush it. Uh, but I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn it away either. Um, having said that, y'all sit the fuck down. Y'all sit the fuck down. Dallas, sit the fuck down, Dallas. Was it Dallas in particular? You you sent me a message that said Dallas Dallas sucks. What happened in Dallas? That was that that was at um it was yet another gathering of Negroes at some oh type of God. Prospect Park type function with no mask and a lot of hookah. Mm-hmm. See, you know, and I'm gonna tell you like this: I made the mistake of commenting on a a Channel Eleven article. That I thought was somebody else's, like somebody I know's post. Yeah, I I commented in the Channel Eleven account, <laughs> it with the general public. Yeah, the general public is a bunch of fucking lunatics. Oh man, and it was a and it was saying why can't people act right and sit the fuck down? Yes, and everybody jumped on to try to explain to me why they can't act right or sit the fuck down, and none of it made any sense. Well, the masks don't work, so we might as well just go out there and catch it. Sure. Go ahead. You do that. Go ahead. Let me know how that works. Go ahead. And what I want you to also do is, when you do catch it, I do not want you to go to the hospital. I want you to stay where you are and suffer and, and possibly die. Let's just, let's just agree to that. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. Just stay um, the fuck away from me. Real talk. And my family. Um, you know, uh, so there are some people that have just given up. We see it in the sci-fi movies all the time where everybody's in the bunker and they're losing it. And one guy just says, fuck it. And runs out there and gets himself shot or whatever's out there. Go for it. I've watched enough episodes of the outer limits and twilight zone, (laughs) uh, to know that I'm not going to be the one to break ranks. So y'all can have it. What's wild is that I've seen so many, I've seen so many very good examples of how to do that very thing responsibly. I, I, you know, my, my threshold is a little different from some people, but I've, I've seen people who will say, for example, I will only go to a place that has outdoor dining and I will limit myself to parties of maybe three or four, uh, people that I'm very close to. And and we are very aware of, you know, each of our situations and we kind of stay away from everyone else. And we look at what the restaurant or venues policies are, and, you know, in terms of the wait staff. Like the shit in Dallas, the wait staff wasn't even using masks or anything. That's ridiculous. So there, there are ways to do the same thing that you want to do, but do it somewhat responsibly. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to put on a fucking hazmat right. suit. Right. You don't have to put on a hazmat suit. And then on, on the flip side of that, you don't have to put on. You don't have to make a display out of it. Like. Yes, you want to live your life. You want to have fun. Go for it. Just don't. I don't know. Have you noticed that the the companies making more like kind of uh, consumer friendly PPE? Have you noticed it's getting it's getting more over the top? There was one that looked like a giant space helmet. I've seen something like that covering the shoulders and everything. (laughs) Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, somebody's gonna try to vape into that and just just suffocate themselves. PPE is getting out of control. Y'all, y'all gotta chill. Um, 
Uh, starting off giving flowers to someone while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, flowers go to Tabria Majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are, uh, if you are a cishet male black man, <laughs> uh, and and you are active on Instagram, I guarantee you, you know who Tabria Majors is. Uh, lovely, lovely model. Um. I don't want to get too far and deep in the weeds <laughs> describing that, but um, she did a wonderful tribute to Beyonce for Halloween. You know, mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 Halloween wars, the 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 costume wars. Everybody trying to win Halloween. Yeah, she definitely won Halloween. She did like a ten minute video of like some of her favorite Beyonce joints with videos and recreated the choreography down to a T. Yeah. And kind of, it was also kind of self-effacing where she, you know, she'd have moments where she'd run out of breath or, you know, she'd have moments when, you know, it's too hot out here. You know, whatever. Yeah. But in her, and she recreated the costuming and everything down to a T. And for a minute, there were a couple of those moments. For a minute, you, you, you convinced, you, you, you forgot you weren't looking at Beyonce. Yeah. So it was very impressive. The level of, uh. I like I like when these IG people step it up. Yeah, the the production quality was good, and the production quality is that good. I loved it. The commitment to authenticity was 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 really impressive. Amen to that. Um, we're at a point where showing paying homage to Beyonce is become an art form unto itself. <laughs> Especially after Beyonce shows up and shows out. You know, she she's on the cover. Of, I think she's on the cover of like Vogue. Something. Vogue, something or, like that. or L, one of those with her ass halfway out. You're right. One one of those oh, one of those overpriced thick ass magazines. And I don't say that in a bad way. Right. Again, there's nothing bad about that. I have to say, <laughs> I, I I don't know if I said this on this program before, but I have to say, when Beyonce, when when Destiny's Child and all that first came out, I was not. I mean, I recognized Beyonce as attractive, but I was not attracted to Beyonce. It felt like for me. I don't know what it was or why. She was also not quite a woman yet. Well, yeah. I mean, and I'm. I was. We're 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 closer in age. I think she's like a year older than me. Yeah. Um. I was always into Kelly. It would have been weird for me, not weird for you, right? Which is yeah, right. And I have to say, <clears throat> what is it? Two, three kids in. Yeah. I am heavily attracted. To post to post pregnancy, mommy Beyonce. I still think it's a toss up between them two because Kelly. Oh, Kelly looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. She, she still looks fantastic. She looks yeah. as fantastic as she did back then. Yeah. Um. Uh, shout out to motivation. I, I still fuck with that <laughs> song. I ain't lie to you. Um. But paying homage to Beyonce has kind of become an art form unto itself, and it's we love Beyonce so much that watching somebody do it do it well makes us love them. Mm-hmm. There was because our because generationally speaking, people kind of recreating or people kind of trying to tread ground where our legends have previously gone has not gone over well. Mm-hmm. Can't just anybody because you know for that for that for that generation could nobody just get up and start singing luther no 
You can't just could nobody just get up and start singing Marvin. I, I think the closest comparison you can make is is like Michael Jackson impersonators at right. the time because you know you can you can mimic the dance you can't you can't put together the whole package that that Michael had though. Right. So, so we're kind of on that. It, we're in that playing field right now when it comes to to Beyonce fandom. We're, so love and support and appreciation to uh the queen a queen to Bria Majors we love and appreciate all you do um just please keep being on IG I, I, I she's definitely made my Instagram experience a pleasurable one um having said that going on to humans ain't shit um no getting around it is um, I mean, you know, you're going to listen to this whenever you listen to this, but this will be out on election day. So, it is election day. Um, I just want to send a reminder, a very human reminder. If you voted, you've done your part. Whoever you voted for, whatever your reasons for voting, you did your part. And the reason I say it that way and this really, the, the Scott Woods put this, one of my favorite writers, Scott Woods put this better than I could. But we've gone a lot of this election cycle um, being overloaded with things, being overloaded with quotes and, and, and ideologies and articles and clickbait. And it's kind of forced us to internalize a lot of that especially in a pandemic, especially with 2020 being one of the most batshit years we've had in some time. Um, so it's caused, it's, it's definitely caused people to stress maybe more than necessary. Look, once you voted, you voted. You did your part. You can, it's okay to let your mind take a break from these things like me <laughs> i'm I'm in a media blackout until probably wednesday morning i just uh, and it's not because of a high level of anxiety or anything like that like i'm just i'm just tired of hearing about it thinking about it there's nothing that i can do between now and whenever the shit is finalized and and by the way y'all even if you vote it now the work continues on November 4th. This is true. So, take a day off. Listen to this podcast a couple times. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, count the number of times we say the word nigga. And uh, just email us and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't count the, the number of times that I or D. Randall say the word fuck. No. Um, that'll, be, that'll, that'll be a much harder number. You, um, you'll get distract, distracted. It's not something you want to play a drinking game with. <laughs> um, but it's it's okay to decompress. It's okay to not show up to every argument on the internet you were invited to. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay to just turn on your fucking PlayStation. Don't let anybody and don't let anybody don't let anybody stress you out. Don't let anybody try to get to you with this whole Oh, you're doing that when this is going on? You're talking about that when when we're in an election? This is going on? Don't don't let anybody do that to you. I mean, I know 
I know I've been, I felt a, a way about the Birkin bag argument, but at this point, I would take the Birkin bag debate over arguing with niggas over Biden and Trump for the mm-hmm. 80th time. Um, I'll let y'all know this. Regardless of what happens, all I give a fuck is about is the PS5 next week. Oh, shit, it is coming out. Next week. So, sorry, y'all. Oh, did you pre-order? No. Oh, okay. Which is why I'm focused on that shit. Real talk. Real talk. Um, I will. I will. I will attempt to cop. Not for lack of trying. Yeah. Same here. I will. I will make another pass and attempt to cop. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not. I'm not in a hurry about it. I don't know. If I, I might have. I don't think I mentioned this on air, but I had time to think about it. And a lot of the games that I would be playing on PS5. Aren't going to be out. Aren't going to be out yet. Any, any, any of the games I'm looking forward to won't be out. Cyberpunk 2077, you mean? Oh, Cyberpunk <laughs> just got... I am so fucking pissed. Everybody's pissed. Oh my god. Cyberpunk got pushed back again. After saying that they would never push it back again. They got... I mean, I'm not saying they deserve death threats. Because they didn't. At this but point, it's coming out in 2077. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 will not be released... Until 2077. And I feel bad for him because there ha- there can be no margin of error now. Mm-hmm. This game has to come out perfect. I don't want to buy this game and then there be a day one patch where I have to wait <laughs> six hours. 130 gig patch. Man, this shit needs to come on like the old movie theaters did. All that. Um. So yeah. I would definitely be Call of Dutying it up with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, um, I still have not watched The Mandalorian. It's only one episode so far. It's only one episode. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm saving it for a moment where I can really savor it because mm-hmm. that's the level of quality we're dealing with with The Mandalorian. Um, yeah, you know, there's things I can. I'll probably, I'm probably gonna go ahead and restart Euphoria because I, I heard there's like. A holiday special? It's going to be like a two-episode special. Christmas? A Christmas C- thing. Christmas meth? I don't know. I mean, like... <laughs> what? That, that's such a wacky show to have a holiday special. Fentanyl as a stocking stuffer? <laughs> is that what That is almost crazier than the Star Wars Christmas special. Percocet canes? You know <laughs> That's a lot. Um, there are things... That, but the point is, there are things that easily... That you can use to distract yourself mm-hmm. from this. Don't get don't get caught up in the bullshit, man. You you owe you owe after after the year we've had, you owe yourself that much. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, just look out for yourself. Look out for your well being. And, and and one last thing on that note, be kind, man. Um. This is not the time to run. If if you have to stay plugged in, if that's your lane, um, which I don't begrudge anyone. You don't have to. You don't have to run out and do the do the end zone dance on the Trump people. Uh, don't incite those people, because they're because uh, you know they're already looking for a reason. Yeah. Don't incite those people, man. Don't incite anybody. Just it's like it's not not, that, it's, not, it's not that, sports. It's fucking government. Not that the not that the Trump people deserve any bail thrown their way because. They're definitely looking for a reason. They would be looking for a reason no matter what we do. But leave those, leave, leave those people alone. 
if the election goes the way I suspect it's going to go at this point, they don't need any encouragement. Um, let them catch fades in silence. Let them catch fades in complete silence because ain't none of them niggas coming to the hood. <laughs> Civil unrest my ass. Ain't none of them coming to the hood. I'm in Sunnyside. Come on, y'all. It's not happening. And ain't happening in Hiram Clark either. No. Anybody, if you got to get on 288 to, to, to go start some civil unrest. Keep going to Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, song of the week. Um, taking it back a little bit. An artist that I kind of lost track with, but uh, is jamming nonetheless. Dornick. Mm. Um, this is Something About You from Dornick. I actually stumbled onto this. I, I saw on his IG story. Marcus Black was listening to this shit. Uh, Marcus Black, uh, who is just a soul brother in taste in music, who is just who who just has a wonderful ear. If you're not listening to the Remedy, if you're not on IG, listening to uh, uh, watching conversations with Mister Goodbar that I totally was supposed to be on and fell and and slept through because I had the worst headache ever. Sorry, Marcus. Um, definitely consume his content. At, by all means, um, this is something about you from Dornick. Get comfortable, pour yourself something. We're gonna have a great show, man. Uh, we're gonna get you through this this election day, this election week, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. I can see that sunshine.
That is wonderful. I love that. that and it and it's something that holds up well. That that dropped in like 2015. Mm-hmm. That holds up well in 2020. Um, but it also kind of puts me in the mindset of like you know I, you know I love foreign exchange of like connected era foreign exchange. Mm-hmm. Very Nicolay. What up, Nick? Uh, oh man, I miss I miss Nicolay. We need another foreign exchange project, man. I know they got. I know they both got shit to do. Um, we need another foreign exchange project. Oh, <laughs> we need it. We need it more than ever. Just the, because I feel like foreign exchange, Fonte, even solo Nicolay mm. compilations are feel good music. Well, Nick and his wife out there running Iron Man tournaments, so we got. <laughs> We got to we got to pull them back to the wagon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I you know I, I the world needs more feel good music like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's just no way you can listen to a Nicolay compilation and feel bad, right? Uh, or a foreign exchange like you can't you can't listen to what was it? Uh, I mean any of them, but connected, leave it all behind is a classic. Mm-hmm. Oh man, anyway, y- y'all gonna make me go down the rabbit hole? Good music. Um, let's see what's going on this week. Oh, we can't, we cannot go any further without recognizing, uh, and recognizing the death of, uh, Sean Connery. My favorite Bond. Favorite Bond. Best Bond to ever do it. Died at 90. Um, let me tell you, I, when you look back, like there's like, first of all, in my house, we are a Bond household. Mm Mm-hmm. My parents were big on Bond movies. They raised me big on Bond movies. You know, every year they had the uh, every year in the summer they had those uh, those those Bond marathons like all on, week on TBS and shit. Yep. <laughs> there, I I think I've seen every Bond. I've read a lot of the novels. You you are defined in my household by your favorite Bond, mm. your favorite Bond movies, your favorite Bond song. Yeah. Hell. Uh, for me, 
as a as a as a hot blooded American male, your favorite Bond girl. Yeah. And for me, one of the greatest James Bond movies ever made is from Russia with Love. Mm. Um, Sean Connery acted a fucking fool. And let me tell you something. They are a little misogynistic for the time. Well, you, when you say a little. <laughs> Even for the time. It's quite a lot. There's a, there's a scene that I will never forget where James Bond must have run into a woman that he had smashed previously who had information on the bad guy. And he promised her whatever he promised her. But he had her on the phone with M and M and the whole mm-hmm. MI six crew, mm-hmm. Money Penny and everybody. <laughs> and she's giving up all the information over this over this mic, over this bug. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and goes, James, are you gonna fuck me again? And he goes, Yes, oh yes, all night. What do you know? <laughs> what just come on with the shit? Like <laughs> that was the funniest hey. shit in the world to me. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Oh man. A lot of a lot of women would give Connery the business, even in his eighties. I would know? say, even when he got old, women yeah. would talk about they smash Sean Connery. Like I am talking about like finding Forrester Connery. Yeah. <laughs> Although I can't I I can't nor do I want a picture of you're the man now, dog. Mm. Um, but there was just, even after Bond, there's just not a part of my life that pop culture speaking, Sean Connery was not a part of. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, first night is one of my favorite movies that a lot of people don't know about where he was King Arthur. That was so good. (laughs) Yeah. The rock, the movie that made Mm. Nicolas Cage an action star (sighs) for that movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like. I, I'll never forget that moment when he's like yelling, when he's yelling across the way at Sean Connery, who is trying to get away from all this bullshit. And he looks over and goes, some sniper's going to get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just, I, I, that's just one of the best Bonds to ever do it. He's just it, kind of an icon. There's not really a lot of icons like that lasting that long. Nah. In pop culture now, I mean, you got Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, yeah. and people like that. Maybe Ian McKellen. Um, uh, th- but I don't think Ian McKellen, even as Magneto, I don't think even Ian McKellen has been that iconic. Right. Yeah, it definitely did not transcend to the level of Bond. Right. No. Um, so definitely, definitely going to miss the likes of him. Uh, also, Rant- Bishop Rance Allen died. Mm. Damn. Yeah. 2020, the hits, the hits keep on coming. God damn. Uh, uh sorry, Bishop. Sorry, sir. <laughs> my, um, <laughs> my, uh, my mom was shocked about that one. And she, she's not shocked about people passing at this point. Yeah. But she looked up. She's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, man, that's a random one." And, you know, a few people. Uh, Nikki McKibben uh, from. My generation remembers the beginning of American Idol. Mm-hmm. So, Nikki McKibben was in, like, I think she was in, like, one of the first two seasons or something. Um, she was very memorable for her, for her time. Uh, she died. And she's mad young. She's, like, mm. in her 30s. Super young. Yeah. Um, now, granted, uh, Sean Connery nor Nikki McKibben are black. But right. 
uh, it, it affected me, and it was a, it, it, you know, it's something that I knew about, and people in my generation know about. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, let's see what we got going here. Okay, Misha Green, showrunner for Lovecraft Country. Yeah, who is coming off of who I would say is coming off of a championship season. Yeah, has expressed her interest in remaking it. Remaking what? Stephen King's It into a series. I think she said she wants to do like multiple seasons. Wait. Hold on. Let me. The Clown. Wait. The the one that started off as a limited series. Yes. And just like just rebooted. Yep. Was it two movies? Two movies. Two movies. It felt like three because the second one was about an hour too long. I couldn't get through the first one. I'm not gonna lie to you. I couldn't get through the first one. Um, I it it wasn't even like it was terrible. It was just why are we here? Why am I here? I mean, I I I enjoyed it. I, I and my thing was if you're going to do first of all, let me just go on record by saying that the original it yeah that aired on broadcast TV yes. For me, hands down, by far, the scariest TV movie or whatever thing that I've ever seen. To this day. To, to this, this day. To this day. I I still, I would watch it right now and still be just, I, I still feel uneasy by Tim Curry peeking oh up out that sewer. God. He's, he just looks naturally creepy to begin with. And it was just like a pedophile with clown makeup on. Now, you want to talk about low-key <laughs> iconic? Yeah. Tim Curry. Yeah. Every generation at this point is defined by how they know Tim Curry. Beginning with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror fucking Picture Show. My God. Um, at, at this point, every generation has a Tim Curry story, a Tim Curry moment, a favorite Tim Curry role. Or they should. Even if you just saw him in that Charlie's Angels cameo. Yeah. But Misha Green, we don't need you to remake it. We don't. My God, no. Especially not into a series. Multiple seasons of It? How much... First of all, how much do you want to ruin people's psyches? Oh, I, we have to start asking, who is this for? The The miniseries from back in the day ruined... Ruined childhoods for 80s babies. It, it, Maybe 90s babies. It too. fucked up a couple of nights of sleep for me. Um... The new one, because Jackie Earl Haley is, is... Was that Jackie Earl Haley? No, that was... Because um, he's scary, too. What's the dude's name? He's a Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Um, the, the the True Blood Skarsgård? No, no, no. Not Alexander. He's... Uh, damn it. The Jarhead Skarsgård? No. Not the, not the Jarhead one. He's... Not as good as the other ones. Bill Skarsgård? Bill. Oh, shit. He is scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is creepy. All right. I'll give it to him. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. That version fucked it up for uh, younger audiences, mm-hmm. or people that are not previously familiar with it. We don't need that. We don't need every generation to be traumatized, guys. Yeah. We Sorry. Don't, we don't need to go back to the to the inception of it. Like, they've already explored the origin of it. We don't need to go back and, and, and find detail and, and do that shit. 
Because that's only going to embolden Stephen King to write more bullshit about his own little multiverse. One, one of the things that I appreciated about Lovecraft is that for the casual viewer, it's, it's, it's something new. Like Unless you right. were really into Lovecraft, for most people, for most casual viewers of HBO, it, it was something new and refreshing that they hadn't seen before. And I think if you're Misha Green, you've bought enough equity in that to introduce um, properties that are not by Stephen King. Uh, let me go into two things, and, and shout out to Scott Woods because I don't mean to break up. I don't mean to break up his 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 bread and butter because Scott Scott Woods has an ongoing um, set of uh, uh, lectures that he does about how terrible Stephen King is with black people writing black people and it's kind of his 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 entry point into going in how badly white people write black people so i don't want to ruin his his bag um but i feel as somebody that has been a stephen king fan and has fallen out of love with stephen king at some point who has books that he's loved and books that he's hated um I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I think it is my opinion that the time of mining Stephen King properties for television and movie purposes should be over. It's it's it needs to come to a close. It's it should be it should be outmoded. It should have been outmoded a decade ago. Especially since now most of what we're seeing are reboots of Stephen King properties that have already been brought to the screen. Um, Pet Cemetery also being a recent example. There's a Stan remake coming, and look, they're they're probably going to do another Dark Tower at some point. Amazon's working on a Dark on a Dark Tower See? series. We don't need that. We don't need that. Dark Tower stopped being. Let me tell you something. Dark Tower is like eight or nine books. That shit stopped being good three book three or four books in. And I'm a fan of gunslinger mythology. That shit stopped being good quite a few books not not too many books in actually and what is castle rock isn't that castle rock is a is a is a, a short story i believe yeah and then uh mr sleep dr sleep dr sleep dr sleep is a is a offshoot of the shining yeah which uh, it's in that universe i'm just like just based on the trailer i was like oh i don't want to it takes something. a lot for me to not want to watch you and mcgregor He's good. He's not always in good things. Um, but it's it just it feels wrong because and I hate to pivot to oh we could be doing some black stuff because I don't want to hold every creator to having to mine black property mm -hmm. if that's not your lane. Which in this case it is Misha Green's lane because she did Underground. Yeah. But why can't we be doing Octavia Butler something that hasn't been attempted before. something that hasn't been attempted even though we've got Ava working on a on a on a Butler property we've got Violet Davis working on a Butler property Dawn and um Wild Seed are not the only properties that can be mined um we're at a time where it will be timely much like Lovecraft Country was timely mm -hmm. we'd be doing Parable of the Sour or Parable of the Talents you're doing fledgling black vampires. After a wrinkle in time, um, Ava has to prove something to me. <laughs> oh, when it comes shit. to sci-fi or 
interpret it works like that. I'll I'll admit she still got me with Queen Sugar. Um, I'm a I'm a, a that, heart. And, and that may be and, and again as a fellow creative, I don't like saying that's your lane. That may be her lane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying that if if a wrinkle in time is an indicator of what she's gonna do, sci-fi wise. Sci-fi wise. I just. I just really want the time of Stephen King to be over, I, and he just seems to be a holdover. We've seen because we've seen a lot of writers way more legendary in those lanes than Stephen King that have timed out. Yeah. Um. Uh. Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Has come and gone. William Gibson stuff has come and gone. Um. At this point, Aldous Huxley is coming gone after. Um, well, well, man, the High Castle. Is that it? No, 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 that's Brave New World. No, Brave New Brave World. New World the, the, the recent one. Man, the High Castle is uh, Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and just, there have been so many. Orson Scott Card has timed out. Well, Orson Scott Card timed himself out mm-hmm. being a homophobe. Yeah. Uh, but it just feels like we could be going. Needy Okafor has enough content out. Someone should be mining that. Needy Okafor isn't even... Needy Okafor is still relatively new. Depending on who you are. Hmm. And I think they're developing Who Fears Death. But Needy Okafor, we could be looking into that. You know, there are some good, current... Right? N.K. Jemison. Yeah. We could be looking into that. We just spoke about a few weeks ago. I think... And now, I heard there's a rumor that HBO Max... Because they're looking to do a Green Lantern thing for mm-hmm. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it they may be looking into, quote unquote, a black woman central role. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But if they are mining Far Sector. You should have told me that. I'm going to lose my fucking shit. You should not have told me that. This is just a rumor. You should not have told me that. <laughs> um... All that to say, there's no reason we should be doubling back to it. No, none. The tripling back at this. Now, point. I also heard that she might that she would want to remake in, Interview with the Vampire. No. Um, as a as a fanatic for Anne Rice for old for the Vampire Chronicles, I'm saying no with an asterisk. Pitch me. I like <laughs> if you need writers, pitch me. Let me pitch you. Let's talk. <laughs> I have ideas. Um, and there was one more thing on that line that we didn't get to last week. Oh, um, uh, Marvel is looking for black writers for Blade. Oh, Marvel is looking for black writers for Blade. Are you a black writer? I am a black writer. D. Randall, are you a black writer? I'm also a black writer. Are what? you an available black writer? What do they need from me? I just want to sit in a room. I look. I'm going to talk a little later about bags and about taking a bum bag. I will take just being in the room. I just want to be in the room with I, the people writing Blade. If I can't write it myself, I need and I can. A, I need you to send me the submission info. Um, I'm available. That's all I'm saying. I'll make myself available. Um, I have a webcomic called Neverland the Untold. NeverlandUntold.com It's good. I've been reading comics since I was eight. 
I same. Same. <laughs> same. Except uh, slightly younger than D. Randall. Yeah, um Just we're available. That's all we're saying. And if y'all don't do it, I'll make it myself. Real talk. I'm no bullshit. I I have a script in my heart and I'm ready to go ahead and bring it to life. Um I wanna make a short film. Um I'm gonna talk a little bit I'll I'll tell you off air. Um so yeah, all all that to say, Misha Green, stop it, stop it, no it, no it, no it, no interview with the vampire, Mm-mm. with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to make interview with the vampire, run it, I, by, run it by a couple people. Please. Run it by a couple of people. I would like to be on set for that. Yeah. Um. So this next one, I want to. I. This is not me caping. Before y'all pull out the before y'all pull out the, 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 the torches and pitchforks. Here it comes. I'm gonna ask a question. Does Chrisette Michelle deserve an appeal hearing? Now I didn't say forgiveness. I didn't say a pass. Does she deserve an appeal hearing? Or at least a parole hearing? <laughs> There's a difference. In in retrospect, I mean her 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 greatest sin was that she was the one that popped up first. She right, and, you know. She took a bag, and, and and you know we've we went on to see more egregious acts of of coonery uh, in the ensuing years. Uh, see, for people but, making a lot less bag than she did for that performance. Randall unfolded it way better than I could. <laughs> The first one, I, I, one of my favorite movies is Moneyball. Mm. And the guy says to Brad Pitt, the first one through the wall is always the one to get bloody. Yeah. Chrisette Michelle was the first of us through the wall. All she wanted to do, if you're going to have this event, I just want to sing at it. And the bag wasn't even that big. I, mean, it was like a, I thought that was like a $50,000 bag. <sighs> I mean... That wasn't a big. I don't remember what the exact number it's was. Probably good for her though. It was not a big bag. It was probably a big bag for her at the time when her career was just about to take that next plunge. Yeah. You know, she started out. You know, Ari Lennox started had a slow start because it took people a while to, to find. Even after it was in Creed too, people found it took people a while to find Shea Butter Baby. Uh, and so it got that slow start, and just as she was about to kind of maybe take it somewhere, she went on and took that bag. Mm. Chrisette Michelle went on and took that bag, and she was the first through the wall and got bloody, and we voted her off the island, and we never saw her again. Wherever her, wherever Daniel Caesar is, she is there too. We'll, we'll, let's just say that we'll wait and, we'll wait and see what happens, and then we'll, we'll see if we can get back to her. Right, right. We'll talk. We can talk about an appeal hearing. Yeah. And Randall said it better than I could, and was not as specific. But after watching Kanye, yeah. After watching Fifty Cent, Lil Wayne, Ice Fucking Cube, show up to kiss the ring. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. What the (laughs) fuck? Nigga, the the hammer. Yeah. No, that was Fred Williams. That's Fred Williams. That was Fred Williams. Still, Brown, Jim Brown was still Jim Brown. Jim Brown, kiss the ring, really? 
after all these niggas that should have been voted off, had their parole hearing, and had been denied parole three times over in the past four years, all Chrisette Michelle did was accept a bag. I don't think she's gotten... I don't think she deserved nearly the browbeating that her male counterparts have gotten. And we know why. Mm -hmm. We know why they don't get the same energy. Yeah. Just an appeal hearing. Let her plead her case. The woman, y'all stressed this woman out to the point where she lost her baby. Yeah. Like she went into depression after that. Lost her marriage. I think she I think she was married. Lost her marriage. Lost her baby from depression. Cause that can happen. It's tough. I don't think she deserves it. I, just an appeal here. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to put it out there and I'm just leaving it there. Just schedule a hearing. Let's just hear her case four years later. Yeah. And I bet she's a different... I bet she she's a different person now than when she took that bag. And I bet, honestly, maybe she's not. Maybe she wasn't a terrible person to begin with. Maybe she just took a bag. I don't. I don't think she was a terrible person for doing it. I, right. Like, there, there's. I never. I never. And that was. That was the one distinction that I made in even my reaction at the time. It was that I just felt like it was ill-advised. How I, many people have taken a bag? Yeah. In just regular work in the regular workforce. Yeah. Ba- a bag from somebody they know they would never fuck with in life. Look, most of us. Most of us got jobs that we don't even want to be at, regardless. Now, mind you, it's not on a, a on a on a level of publicity as Chrisette Michelle, sure. Michelle. But you know, I, I still to this day, I just I just feel like it may have been ill advised. But I don't I don't I don't think it's a, a representation of her as a person at all. Um, but at the same time, um, she she got she gonna have to she's gonna have to wait a few days, and then we'll we'll see. We'll see. Just- All I'm saying is we were totally 100% in favor of Meghan Markle taking uh, and her husband taking the royal bag and disassociating themselves yeah. from the royal family and going off and doing their own thing. We were totally in favor of that. That is a bag steeped in racism. Mm-hmm. That is a bag steeped in generations Decades and centuries yeah. of racism. And we were okay with Meghan Markle taking that bag in, in, joint, in, in, in conjunction with her husband. Now, white people let her have it, though. Well, yeah. Like, she, it did not come easy. Right, sure, sure. And they vanished off in the, and they went off into the sunset. What is Meghan Markle doing now? <laughs> Enjoying her fucking bag. Yeah. Um... And so all I'm saying is an appeal here. That's all. That's all. Um, speaking of bags, it is time for one of our newest segments. The price just went up. Yes, yes. We gotta figure out. We gotta figure out like a like a like a sound effect or some shit. Like take a prices right thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I might, know. I might just have to hit him with a ching. Okay. Yeah. That the, the oldies are always goldies. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. This is going a little technical. This is taking you a little behind the scenes of opinions while black, more so than we usually get. We try to be we try to be very upfront with y'all. 
about who we are and how we do this program. We don't want there to be any surprises when we take a bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, those niggas. Oh, we never thought those niggas would take a bag. No. We're, re- we're recording inside of a Porsche Cayenne this week. <laughs> uh, I know you think the, the acoustics are a little different. Um, so, we received an email. Um, thank you for going through the proper channels, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, not just, and not just finding me in somebody's comment section going, inbox me, bro. Um... We got an email from a marketing agency that I will not name um, that was working in conjunction with, I don't know what the studio is actually, um, but about us promoting an upcoming movie. It's now out. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and name it. That's fine. The movie is called Spell. You've probably seen a trailer. For, you might have seen a trailer for it. Amari Hardwick is in it. So you know I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, that asked us um, if we would like to promote this movie. It didn't say we'd be the sole promoters of the movie. Mm-hmm. That would just be wasteful on their part. Yeah. Um, it did not mention... I, at the time, I didn't know about it. It did not mention a trailer. It did not mention a synopsis. Um, it didn't even really tell us how they found us. No. And most importantly, it did not mention payment. At all. Well, no, no. It mentioned a promo code. Yeah, if you if you want a Hulu promo code, <laughs> you can give your listeners a promo code to get a discount on what was already an overpriced movie. Because after I did see the trailer, this shit looks ridiculous and stupid. Um, so we thought I I I I got the email through our official email, and I forwarded it to Randall. And we thought about it for a minute. And I was like, honestly, I don't know how I feel about promotion for promotion's sake. Yeah. At this stage in the game. Yeah. Um, it's like our, performing for exposure. That's exactly what it felt like mm-hmm. to me. Um, our dog and... Let me tell you something. Our dog and pony show is less a dog and pony show than it was when it started. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not a dog and pony show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um... It's less a dog and pony show than when we started. Significantly so. Um, we have merch and people take it seriously. We have mm-hmm. a brand that people take seriously now. Yeah. By the way, designated drinker. Designated drinker merch shirts. Out this week. Get your merch. Uh, Opinionswildblack.threadless.com Look, if y'all going to be out in the streets doing hookah, maskless, and all that other shit, you might as well wear a designated drinker shirt. Might as well represent the brand. Fuck it. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it in the spirit of uh, a black-owned business. Yeah, and we're not, you know. By the way, we're not encouraging you to do it. No, but if you're gonna do it, fuck it, fuck it. Might as well. <laughs> Ooh, that was a heavy pour. Yeah, I didn't see anything but the jack going in there. Oh boy! All right, this is gonna be a good show from here on. Um, we're. I, I don't want to say that we're above doing a thing for free. We but we are above doing a thing for Yeah, free. we don't need to. At all. Whatsoever. This comes from somebody who's unemployed. We've been able to do 112 episodes without having to do some shit for somebody else for free. And we have raised a consistent audience. Yep. Um, we have remained consistent in our output. Yeah. Um, 112 episodes in two years is uh, weekly episodes is nothing to sneeze at. 
I think we've missed one, maybe two weeks in the in the last seven months in the COVID era. Yep, that's crazy. And and it was only because we had to regroup because the pandemic had just hit. So what I'm saying is, you know we can we you know we can raise an audience. You know that our audience invests in us mm-hmm. as a brand. You should open up in your email with there is there there's a budget. That's how that's when creators get an email that says there is a budget for you. Put some money on our advertising. Put some money on our advertising. And that's not that's not even that's not a huge bag. Right. Put some money on our advertising because helping us in that regard helps you. What's in it for us? Nothing. We need these clicks, too, my nigga. And let me tell you something. Also, you're you're asking a lot from us because you're asking us to betray our brand a little bit because <laughs> there have been more than a few episodes where we have talked cash shit about Amari Hardwick right. and what a terrible actor he is. I, I will say this, and this is just a word for any future advertisers. Yep. Don't send us shit about Jason Whitlock. <laughs> that will that that guarantees that you don't know what the brand is about. That is that tell and that, that was how I knew that they had not listened to us at all. <laughs> That's what I was saying. How the fuck did you even find us? We're just we're we I mean we are just two black content creators. How did you even come across us? You didn't put that in the email either. Mm-mm. So you just kind of have showed up as a mysterious benefactor who isn't really benefacting shit. No. Um, how did you even find it? Tristan was like, they probably Googled black content creators in Texas. Hey, I'm glad the algorithm worked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and on that same note, that is a blatant testament to how these companies, these marketers, these corporations, these influencers understand the they understand the algorithms. They mm-hmm. understand the how the data works now. Yep. And they are they are trying to mine that for as little overhead as possible. They probably sent the same message to fifty other. One hundred percent people. If same I put the call out to a lot of a lot of these Houston promoters and a lot of these Houston podcasters, I bet they did the same shit. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean. And again. Not to be the dead horse, but that's what we mean when we say the price just went up. Yeah, man. We are content creators putting out consistent content in the toughest of times. Yeah. Maybe not for us personally, but for our culture, we want we do this because we want people to be able to get through this. And we don't take that lightly at all. And so when you come to us and you're trying to break into our airwaves... Mm-mm. With a bum ass misery meets the skeleton key ass movie, <laughs> with Amari Hardwick. By, with Amari Hardwick in it, no less. By the way, can't stress that enough. The most wooden actor Black Hollywood has to offer right now. Um, a movie that, by the way, just off of the trailer, wants to mine the goodwill that Jordan Peele has created with his own brand so bad. Yeah. See how they see how they tried to remix. I put a spell on you mm-hmm. and shit. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop biting off of Jordan. Only Misha gets to bite off of Jordan, and that's only because Jordan came to her with the idea for Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um. That's what we mean. If you ain't if you haven't showed up with at least with at least the the idea 
that you might have to pony up some form of bag, don't fucking step here. I mean that, I mean that, don't fucking step here like that. We're worth more than that. And I'm tired of content creators not knowing their worth. And this is a kind of a separate issue from the spell thing. Because I don't want to spend too much... Because spending too much time on this bum-ass movie promotes it. <laughs> um, I, like, even... And in a pandemic... Man, listen. I blame you DJs, too. You DJs... You DJs... I can't say everywhere. But definitely locally, a lot of you DJs are really fucking up the vibes. How are y'all fucking up the vibes? First of all, I blame y'all... For these packed ass venues during a pandemic that aren't wearing masks, that aren't social distancing, and aren't being encouraged to either. Mm-hmm. Because if y'all weren't there to create the vibes, they'd be empty. There's a huge difference, a huge atmospheric difference between a DJ being there and a jukebox being there. And I've been in the flat when they just have their they just have some yeah. one of their iPads on, and that's when I'm just on the patio sipping wine or some shit. You know, it, it it's it's definitely a, a completely different vibe. And a lot of y'all are, are getting paid in in crickets. <sighs> These bum bags. I'm not gonna tell you how I heard or where I heard it. That's not important. But I know some. I know some of you niggas. Have the nerve, the unmitigated gall, to say you're gonna play that that you're gonna DJ during a fucking pandemic for two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars for usually three to four hours. It's tough, y'all. It's tough. I'm and, disappointed in you. And and when this shit goes away and you're still out there DJing, they're not gonna raise the price. Guess what? Randall just hit it. When this pandemic is over, and it will be over, hold on. Just hold on a little longer. We're going to get through this, y'all. When this pandemic is over, and y'all got to go, and, and normalcy has to return, y'all will have fucked up the content creator, the gig economy, <clears throat> because y'all folded. Because y'all folded. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I get it. People are broke out here. The economy is not what it once was. So there's an anxiety there that that might cause you to fall to rest on your laurels. Having said that, they need you. Yeah. They trying to stay open too. Drive that price up. The price needs to fucking. The, if the price was up, the price needs to stay up. A, a friend of mine who is out there DJing is being paid considerably more than he normally does. And he hates it every week because he, he doesn't like being out in that environment. But right now, his, his contract job is not, it's not bringing him anything. Right. And he has to do it. But he made damn sure. He's like, if I'm going to be out here doing this, first of all, there are stipulations in place. I have to be away from everyone. I have to be outside, you know, this and that. And not only that, you're going to pay me probably three to four times as much as I would normally get paid to do so. Y'all are out here taking these bum-ass bags. Y'all out here DJing for drink tickets. Oh, oh, that hurt. That hurt. And I, and I only know because I have I have been in the performance arena and I have performed 
for for beneath my worth. Yeah, I've done it. I'm not proud of it, but I was also like 25. Like, I'm an underground rapper. <laughs> I made a career. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is. If we're going to advocate for what we're worth, because y'all are going to go back to these same black business groups on Facebook and tell your own pe- and tell your own people what you're worth and that they shouldn't be undervaluing themselves when you're out here undervaluing yourself for a bum ass bag. What are you doing? You're driving down the economy for people that want to get into this game. I can say that I know I know some people out there that would never that are that are not DJing for these bum bags. That are taking the same bag they were getting pre-pandemic. And don't get me wrong, I understand I understand wanting to meet somebody where they're at because we're all doing bad. I'm not saying don't negotiate. I'm not saying don't, you know, barter and negotiate and come to an understanding, but $200 is a fold. It's a bum-ass fold, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Because you because people that are trying to get into the game are looking at you. And when they can't get what they're worth, what they know they're worth, they're going to look at you. Oh, and more importantly, people who are paying know what they can get away with. Facts. And you're allowing it. How dare you, man? How dare you? The price just went up. That's what that's what that's what it means when we say the price just went up. Yep. I, I I and I I didn't I didn't believe in that so hard until just now. Until just now, until I heard that story, mm-hmm. until somebody came at us with a no bag at all. <laughs> we're gonna come. We gotta. We're gonna, we're gonna come up with a couple of different prices just went up shirts. Okay. We're gonna. I, I, that needs to be a staple. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, you know what? If you have any price just went up stories for yourself, you've been undervalued or anything like that, you can go ahead and send us that and we'll read it on we'll air. We'll read it. We may, we may drag them for you also. Yeah, we'll drag them. Especially if we're, if, if we're familiar, because we know this town. Yeah. If we're familiar, maybe not so much Randall as me, because he, he got to keep working in the gig economy. Eh, you know, but, you know, also, fuck him. Uh, right. <laughs> right. They, they should have thought about oh, that. And, I, it's not, and if they're undervaluing then he's probably not going to work with them either. <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not working with it. I'm not working with anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um. There's that. The price just went up. Uh. What else we got over here? Okay. So, you know, we talked. Did we talk last week? Was it last week we talked about Tulum? Either last week or week before. Week before. Okay. Um, we've talked before about how Tulum is a big deal now because it's come up in rap and rap songs and shit. And now everybody wants to now it's the new vacation spots, the new what was it when Diddy was Saint Tropez or whatever. Um, now everybody wants to go to Tulum. Mm-hmm. So the the economy there in Tulum is going to be changing. The economy, uh, and you know everybody's trying to take advantage of these pandemic prices, uh, for travel. Yeah. Now, we here at Opinions While Black are not strong advocates of traveling in a fucking pandemic. But if you have to travel, I feel like there's some things you should know. Having said that, I found an Instagram story um, that I think is uh, relevant. A person named Karen. 
uh, she made this public. So, mm-hmm. a person named Karen on IG uh, wrote this about her trip to Tulum. I think you should hear it. So we went to Tulum. This will be a long. This will be a long read. It's not that long, uh, but lives can be saved. First of all, Tulum is up and coming, so everything is dirt roads and no clear addresses. Locations were dropped via pins and WhatsApp. Uh, we, we got to our Airbnb around 5.30 p.m. It took us about an hour to get there, so the first thing we wanted to do was shower and get in the jacuzzi. The, the jacuzzi was full upon arrival. Five minutes into us being there, all the water went out. I contacted the host, and he sent a man he introduced as his personal assistant, Kiki, to come and fix it. The first thing Kiki says when he comes to the house is, Is this all the girls? Is this everybody? He then went upstairs to the jacuzzi. Um, I Let me stop right there. I have watched enough horror movies to where three red flags have gone off. I'm not shaming the person writing this, but in my mind, just going through their experience, this is already fucking me up. Yeah. To fix the jacuzzi, he he removed a lock and turned the water on. Mind y'all, the water was completely full when we got there. We chill and get ready for dinner around 8.30. As we're walking to our car, we see a black guy with dreads outside the villa talking to Kiki, the maintenance man. In fluent Spanish. We get back from the dinner. The guy with dreads uh, comes through comes through our locked gate, and my sister asked him what he wanted. Uh, she went upstairs to get the other girls. I'm asleep on the couch. When she comes back downstairs, this man's in our living room. We kicked him out and locked all of the doors and windows. Double-checked it twice because the fact that he just got in was crazy. At 4 a.m., we woke up to a scream, ran upstairs, and this same man is upstairs naked in our home. He climbed over our front gate and climbed and climbed up and through the and in through the second level, which we locked prior to us going to sleep. We left the property immediately and headed to the airport. Good girls. Uh, before we got to the before we even got to the airport and contact or contacted the host Diego, he canceled my reservation on Airbnb. How did how did he know we left? After contacting him, he completely dismissed what happened there and continued to tell me how drunk we were. There were no bottles inside the home to insinuate that we were turning up. We had we had only been in the house for maybe four hours total. This is this was an experience I wish I wouldn't wish on anyone, but it happens so often. We contacted Mexican police, they hung up on us. We contacted the US Embassy and they're of no help. Well, um, and let me just say real quick in the comment section, the internet is a bunch of fucking detectives because they went, they put the man's whole government name out there that that owns the property. They found the people that he works through. There are a, a bunch of stories about how these people have have done folks dirty in that same property, mm-hmm. about how a bunch of niggas came through and they took all their stuff uh, and they stole all their stuff while they were out. Oh. They got the book written on these people. Yeah. Just for context. One one thing, and I, um, first, uh, first of all, on the, on the general note about, about traveling in the pandemic, um, 
while I have a I have a different threshold right now for the amount of travel that I'm willing to commit to. Same. Um, I have I have seen very good examples from people I know who who have been able to travel safely and and take an abundance of precautions when doing so. Yep. And um, you know I you know it, it, I. I, I think that's. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Um, right. We're not shaming. We're not shaming yeah. the people involved in this. Right. We have. We have. We have dragged a few people on this program. Yeah. We're not dragging these people. Yeah. And I. You know. I. And I. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with it as long as you take an abundance of precaution with it and you know fully well what you could be getting yourself into. Um, with that said, I actually traveled to Tulum um, in January of 2019 by myself, and. One thing that I that I did realize once that trip was over is yes, Tulum, Tulum was a sleepy destination that a lot of people went to. It's it, you know very nice, very beautiful beaches. Um, but when I went there at the beginning of last year, I can tell that it was beginning to rapidly expand. Right. And even speaking to a couple of the people that were there, including my Airbnb host, they even remarked that more and more tourists are coming. Um, which meant a lot more Airbnb properties going up. And I stayed in an Airbnb the week that I was there. And I, I even remember, you know, I did a ton of research before booking that Airbnb. And I remember getting there and, and going through every every opening, every lock, and just, you know, just checking everything, looking for means of aggress, anything, because I'm staying by myself, down to the point where, I made sure that the Airbnb that I stayed in was very close to a very public place. So it was one block away from a supermarket mm-hmm. that's open 24 hours. One thing that I will say about people who are traveling in places like this. You almost want to stay at a resort, a professionally managed resort or someplace like that. Right. Uh, it's close to the beach anyway and all the other places airbnbs are, are more in town and I, and i'm not i'm not faulting or shaming the young ladies who who travel but this is really more of a cautionary tale for other people understand that when you are not on these professionally managed properties and this is this could be anywhere not just tulum this could be fucking south beach miami this could be you know in the you know somewhere in the pacific coast california Stay in a stay in a professionally managed place or a resort right. or you know something something where there is a level of accountability and you know a level of security because they have precedent. pictures right here where Airbnb is just taking the other the the property owner at his word yeah and, and he's accusing them right on the site of being drunk when they got there. Uh, do you know how drunk you were when you were arrived? They were. They don't seem like they were there that long for for any of that to go down. Yeah, and Airbnb. Airbnb is going to do that. Um, go to a hotel where you can trash that shit, and it oh. doesn't. It doesn't reflect. <laughs> it doesn't reflect your rating. You know, at, at least, it, it, and you know, I'm a proponent of Airbnb, mm-hmm. but in a place that I've never been, like out of the country, yeah, where I don't know the culture, I don't know, I don't know the telltale signs of uh suspect people and mm-hmm. and these now let me say and i and this is not me shaming the 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 women the black women involved in this in this situation because this is egregious and it sounds like they took all the all the proper steps mm-hmm. at every step to kind of allow for 
well, maybe this, well, this is a little suspect. Let's hunker down. Mm-hmm. Let's, this is a little suspect. Let's double down on that. Yeah. Oh, this is going down. Let's get the fuck out of here. They, and they got out. They, they, they transcended the horror movie tropes. They, they did got not, the fuck out of there. They did not go into the barn with the chainsaws hanging from the right. ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. They they ran to the running car. Right, <laughs> right. Shout out to them. I, I you know one of these days we're gonna start something where we give out the Letitia Lewis Award. <laughs> you know, Letty in Lovecraft Country. Yeah. She didn't have none of that tripping on her shoe, falling down. She had that track stride and got the yes. fuck out of Dodge. Yep. She saw them white boys drive up with the with them guns. Woo! She got that track stride popping. She, she was getting the high knees and everything. Oh boy, let me tell you something. So, yeah, if we had a Letitia Lewis award, these ladies would probably get it because they got the fuck out of Dodge in less than four hours. <laughs> um, having said all that, this is a crazy time. And the and just like you're just like you're out there taking advantage of these pandemic prices and mm-hmm. travel. There are people in the, that are native to these places that are going to be taking advantage of the demand. Yep. Through these pandemic prices, and they're gonna take advantage. And there's predators out there that are gonna get twice as hungry. Predators have a gig economy as well, right? And we're just and we're just asking that uh, anybody that's traveling, just bare minimum, be as aware of your surroundings and who is around you as these women were. Mm-hmm. And if it don't look right, I know it costs a lot to, I know, I know traveling and everything involved in traveling adds up and it costs a lot. It's a pain in the ass to cancel a vacation. Be out. Get the fuck out of Dodge. I didn't see one point in this post where Miss Karen was worried about, um, was, was worried about what she paid on this and that Mm -hmm. she got the, she got her and her friends that got the fuck out of Dodge. Yes. Um, so just. You know, uh, it, we 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 felt it. We felt it important that as much as we drag people for being out in a pandemic. If you're going to be out in a pandemic, we do. We we're not going to shame you that hard. We want you to be safe. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, we feel like that's more. We feel like that's more important than us uh, saying the same shit that everybody else is saying about COVID. Uh, which they've, which you've probably heard if you're going out in a pandemic twenty million times. Yes. Um. So yeah, there's that. Um. Uh, light work for uh, uh. So yeah. Um. We're glad you're okay, Karen. Shout out to you. Um. Pursue these motherfuckers. As a matter of fact, the the motherfucker's name is Diego Sosa. So if you see some shit in Mexico owned by Diego Sosa. In so what is it called? Soho Travel Tulum or some shit? Soho Hotel Tulum? Don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with him. He trying to get you fucked up like a uh, fucking uh, what was that? What was that movie? Um, not Saw Hostel. Mm. He trying to get you fucked up. Um, what else we got? Okay, light work for cuffing season in the bubble. Uh, Cardi has rescinded her uh, divorce papers for Offset. Oh, Aww. unsurprisingly, um, leaving people alone, quit shaming them. Y'all, y'all, y'all know people going through worse shit with less money. So y'all going through worse shit with people you ain't even married to. <laughs> y'all going through worse shit with people whose middle names y'all don't even know. 
You have a promise ring. Yeah. <laughs> you have a promise ring. <laughs> yeah. You have a promise ring at 40 and you're going through it. That's, I just want to put that out there. I'm not shaming anybody. I, I want to put that out there, though. Um, uh, what else we got? Oh, this is one that freaked me the fuck out. Kanye. <laughs> as much as I don't like talking about, as much as I'm tired of talking about Kanye, this this freaked me the fuck out. First of all, have you seen the Joe Rogan interview? Nope. Okay. No plans on it. Okay. Well, you didn't miss much. He sounded he sounded lucid. I'm not giving him an award for that, given the four the the four plus years of batshit crazy shit he's been saying. And it's coming back. He's just on his meds. Even a stop. Exactly. Even every stop clock is right twice a week, twice a day. Excuse me, twice a day. I'm drunk. Um, so for Kim's birthday, I guess mm-hmm. Kanye got her a recording of a hologram <clears throat> of her father, uh, the late lawyer Robert Kardashian, wishing her a happy birthday. What fucked me up is that he got the hologram to say, and most of all, um, you married the most, most, most genius man in the world, Mr. Kanye West, and you deserve praise for that. I'm proud of you. If that ain't the creepiest shit, knowing what we know about this man and his egotistical ways, if that ain't the creepiest shit I never heard, and some of y'all women think this is cute, and and y'all have to explain to me why. Cause that's that seems egotistical and creepy and icky and almost programming in a way. The same man who watched Chris Jenner smash OJ Simpson. Allegedly <laughs> What? I mean Chloe. Watched Oh well yeah, 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 that's true. Uh shout out to OJ's daughter. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um that's the name of this podcast, allegedly. Um that's some icky shit. I just want to put that out there. That's some icky shit. If any normal, if any normal man of regular means did some shit like that, you you would break up with them immediately. Yeah, and you would have them committed. Maybe both. Yeah. If 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 you ever want to never get the drawers again, uh, create a hologram of your your significant other significant other's deceased father. Praising you as a genius. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's insane. That is ridiculous. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, Walmart. Not to put too fine a point on it, because uh, it's election day. Walmart removed guns and ammo from their sales floor in, uh, in anticipation of, let's keep it a buck, a race war. And then doubled back and reversed the decision. Oh, they they intentionally did that. I'm, I'm fully convinced they did. You that think so? Purpose. Yeah, yeah. You do you you do that you you do that to raise alarm. By you, this is how you create demand. You raise alarm by making it by making it appear that it's going to be scarce, and right. and all the 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 Second Amendment nuts are you know they're like ah oh they're creating and, urgency you know yeah they're taking the guns away blah blah I see that's the shit I'm talking about and then they put it back and now the second the Second Amendment nuts are like oh we well, got stock me, up for the yeah let me let me run in because yeah, they they playing games now let me run in and stock up okay. on this shit okay it's, you know it's 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 the opposite of the <laughs> the marketing promotion that the, the marketing approach that was uh, 
sent to us. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Let me ask you: Are you are you afraid of are you worried about a race war coming to Sunnyside? No, fuck no. <laughs> The police won't even come to Sunnyside. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. In uniform. Yeah. So, no. It's, no. They're, they're not coming in. They're, nobody's coming to Sunnyside. Houston is very spread out. Um, nobody's getting on our freeways to commute to go start some shit. You're going to be sitting in traffic. And you, and you're, gonna get, you're just going to get sick of traffic. On your way to starting a race war. And you're going to start a race war in the free, on the freeway. Yeah, especially with all this construction going around. You're just going to be like, well, fuck. I might as well start this shit in the, the fucking the middle of 610-288. So, I, on, a, on an unrelated note to any of this, I underestimate this gentleman, Jack. May, may, I, may I trouble you for a swig of your tea? Sure. I don't even care if it's sweet or unsweet. It's It's sweet. It's uh, I, I I underestimate. I thought I was gonna just gonna drink drink straight for the rest of the program. No, sir. That is not what's happening. And I forgot this gentleman, Jack. So it doesn't take much. That is a strong pour of tea. Good for you. Sorry, uh, all good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not worried about race. I and then my my neighborhood is adjacent to Randall's, just kind of over the freeway. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not worried. Um, like I said. Houston is very spread out. So am I am I concerned for people in the greater Houston area in the quote unquote as we call it the loop? No. Uh I a little bit. A little. I, I hear gunshots every weekend in my neighborhood. Mm. Like all kidding aside, I hear gunshots every weekend. Most of it is just test fire. Or you know. Right. Uh, I Or it's just, you know, whatever holiday it happens to be that week. Yeah. Just you know, shit. Hey, y'all wanna see some real shit? New Year's the Fourth of July. Ooh we There's a war going on outside. No man is safe, safe from. from. Uh, there was, during a pandemic, it did not stop. Them. No, at all. It only exacerbated it. Yeah, that'll, that'll give that's some social distancing for your ass. They were empty and clips on the Fourth of July this year. Um, yeah. So no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried for uh, the uh, adjoining neighborhoods and communities. I am a little concerned in the loop. Um, not too much for third ward. Cause I guarantee you, whatever, whatever weapon a white boy brings to third ward, um, they got bigger in third ward. Yeah. They and got it, bigger and they've been using it longer. They've been having it and it's unregistered. Um, so yeah. So, you know, watch your ass Trumpers yeah. or don't. I mean, we may see, we may see like instances of harassment. Right, but I, I'm I'm not one of these people that's that's buying into the the idea of, of a whole race civil war. And I I have to admit I'm a little emboldened and a little feel a little privileged because I am a big nigga and I silently dare a motherfucker to walk up on me. Um, it does not happen very often no. or at all these days. If you're gonna do it, come by yourself. Don't don't bring four dudes with you. Don't bring any weapons. I will say, if you want to be a hero, be a hero. Be a hero one on one. You know, we'll see we'll see how that works out. Um, on that note, I guess that's a good point. We can take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions Wild Black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up.
And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated and we are dropping shit. I'm not even, I'm not even drinking. He's not, he's not drunk. <laughs> um, I am. I underestimated I, I the power of Gentleman Jack. Uh, had to, I thought I was going to drink it straight for the rest of the <laughs> no. program. That's not a possibility. Um, it is time for uh, White People Must Be Stopped. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know how accurate this is. It seems pretty accurate. I received a... I received a uh, I received a thing from someone who is becoming one of our one of our foremost aside from Chef, of course. What up, Chef? Who is becoming one of our foremost white people must be stopped correspondents, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Ryan Gabriel? Hey, hey. Um, I have to say this this is kind of wild. Um, this was something I found on Twitter from a. Uh, well, I won't put her. Someone retweeted it to me, and I won't put the other person's name out there uh, just in case. But um, the Trump White House compiled 34 pages of celebrity outreach information with details on their political leanings for what became a failed COVID related campaign reelection effort. Um, well, this is. Oh, well, this is a. This is a real uh, link, and this is a PDF. I'm just going to read off a couple of these names. Lil Baby, mm-hmm. Lil Uzi Vert, Cardi, Beyonce, uh, Roddy Rich. I have never listened to a Roddy Rich song. You've, you've heard the box. I know you have. Oh, I have, have I? You've heard it. Okay. Okay. I'll probably know it when I hear you, it. You, you weren't listening, but you've heard it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, one of those. Um, Ariana Grande, Garth Brooks, and basically they're categorized by quote unquote status is it have they accepted the outreach um, additional notes quote unquote and demographic. This is where it gets interesting. For example, little baby. The notes under little baby include arrested for reckless driving in 2019 and dropped the bigger picture in June 2020. His album and his latest transgression with the law. Wow. So those are those are the notes that you approach him with. Hey, Mr. Um, little Baby. Is it Little Baby or The Baby? The Baby. I, I, are they talking about Little Baby or The Baby? I know they're Little they, Baby. Okay. Little Baby. Yeah. The, they ain't coming to the baby with this shit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Mr. Little Baby. Um, hey, glad to meet you. I'm so and so from the Trump campaign. Um, I understand that you were arrested for reckless driving last year. Sorry to hear about that. Glad to hear that you released an album this year. We need black votes. I also want to put out that they only recognize Lil Baby slightly more than that marketing agency (laughs) showed that they knew who we were when they came to us to promote that bum-ass movie. I just want to put that out there real quick. Um, Also, let me tell you, the demographic... The demographic uh, categories here include black Americans, general population, and super spreaders. Wow. He's really going to go over well with the super spreaders. Wow. We're really trying to knock down the super spreader vote. (laughs) What the fuck? If you want to lock that down, just go to a Trump rally. Oh, oh, hey-oh. Um... Or another example, uh, Lil Uzi Vert. 
Arrested for riding an unregistered and uninsured dirt bike. <laughs> against government and politics and, in, and expressed indifference. Also, demographic includes black Americans, super spreaders, and general population. So I'm thinking when they're talking about gin pop, they're not talking about jail. And when they're talking about super spreaders, they're not necessarily talking about COVID, I would assume. I feel, I, you know what? I, I get the impression. And, you know, as far as people who have accepted, Dennis Quaid accepted. Unsurprising. No shock. Mark Anthony. I don't, I don't believe that one. I, Maybe. I, I do. Maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Britney Spears declined. Well, she's, her conservatorship probably wouldn't let her. I, I agree. Uh, Selena Gomez declined. Dwayne Johnson. Mark Wahlberg declined. I'm a little surprised about I, that one. I'm actually kind of shocked about that. Kind of surprised about that one. I thought he'd accept. Kate Hudson declined. I, I don't really care. I, I mean, that's not really noteworthy, but I just... My eyes went to that one because I've had a crush on Kate Hudson literally all my life. She is cute. She's, she's still gorgeous. Um, also, and Almost Famous is like one of my favorite movies mm. ever. Um, Samira Wiley. Why do I know that name? That is an old girl from SNL. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I know, I know that name from somewhere. Um, Rashida Jones, pending answer. She, she better say fuck no. No, Have, uh, Samira Wiley from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Handmaid's her. Tale. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Um, Titus Burgess is a maybe. Come on, man. Titus. <laughs> Titus, bro. Bro, don't do that shit. I just think he hasn't, like, he hasn't answered the phone yet. He's waiting on a bag. He, See, he's smart. He's waiting he, on a bag. Titus is looking at the ID like, man, I ain't answering this shit. And he better be. Viola Davis declined. Zoe Saldana declined. Sandra O oh declined. Sarah Paulson. Oh, I know Sarah Paulson. Jim Parsons. Man. Leave Jim Parsons. What is his name on there? Uh, um, Big Bang. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, Bazinga. Young. Um. Sheldon. Sheldon. Leave yes. Sheldon the fuck alone, man. Yeah. Never watching it. Please stop emboldening Jim Parsons and anything Jim Parsons related, so we can stop getting fucking Big Bang Theory spinoffs. I hate that fucking show. I'm sorry. Um. This is anyway. All that to say, this is an interesting ass list. This is interesting. The fact that this list exists is hilarious. Because most of these people ain't answering them. Billy Porter's not calling you back. He's not answering the phone. <laughs> what the fuck? L or Dakota Fanning are not answering you back. <laughs> why is he on? Why are they on this list? They're, Billy Eilish is not answering you back. They're looking at the caller ID like, man, look, look who's calling me. Why, why is this nigga calling you? Bru uh, is Millie Bobby Brown even old enough to vote? She's not even American. <laughs> but I did, I, I did watch Enola Holmes this weekend, and I was actually kind of impressed. I was, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. I was, that was really good. Yeah. And it's the least uh, wooden Henry Cavill has looked in a thing. He was also barely in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, like, what, why are you even bothering calling George Clooney? You know what? I'm not mad at them for shooting their shot, though. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah. Fuck it. I, you know. I, Might just, as well. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Do with that what you will, that information. 
Uh, we also have to mention the Trump train. Uh, didn't that happen in Houston? It was like San Antonio. It was San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, nothing ever pops off in San Antonio. That's how you know this shit's getting great. Which is why they did it out there. Um, they tried to, basically the Trump train, which is a, a bunch of Trump supporters in their cars, um, like a bunch of fucking cowards, tried to run the Biden-Harris bus off the road. Or they tried to impede its progress mm-hmm. on the freeway or something. Y'all, that is the closest we're getting to a fucking race war. Because that's the most balls they have. Is we, Have you noticed that these protests where they, they have no problem... They have they they won't get out of their cars and scream at you. They have no problem trying to run you over. Yeah. Oh, they don't want these hands. They're a fuck. They're fucking cowards. Black hands matter. We have to figure out a good way to do a black hands matter T-shirt. Yeah. Something that really gets the message across. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till after. Uh, yeah. 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 If Richard Sherman was still. Relevant. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Uh. So. Oh. Oh. We do have a. We do have an entry. I almost I almost forgot. Um, we do have an we we do have an entry via Instagram from one of our uh, one of our favorite listeners. Uh, if I can get into the fucking uh, opinions while black uh, account, uh, they definitely wanted us to know that this was their entry. They put this on Instagram and they wanted us to know that this is their racist story. Uh, today I was called a dirty nigger and a nigger bitch by this woman. Wow. Outside of Jamba Juice. Who gets, who wants to smoke outside of Jamba Juice? It, like, calling someone a dirty nigger and a nigger bitch is almost comical at this point. It's true. It's almost comical. Like, y'all, y'all have, y'all have. Y'all going to the oldie but goldie. Yeah, it's like, okay, can y'all, y'all been using nigger for like 500 years. I think y'all need to kind of step up. I need to change the vocab a little bit. Don't don't y'all know there's a database for racial slurs now? Yes. (laughs) We've definitely highlighted that on this podcast. Um, You know, you don't catch us using Ofe anymore. It just doesn't have the same... Doesn't have the same snap to it. Uh, Today I was called a dirty nigger and a nigger bitch by this woman. I stopped in to see see if an item ordered was was ready on the way to my parents' house. I had Ander, my pooch, with me. Uh, since most stores don't allow pets inside, I left him in the car uh, locked, hazard lights on, engine and AC running. I return less than five minutes later to my car and racist Karen is standing by. She asked if the vehicle was mine. I said yes. She responds saying I abandoned my dog in the car for hours. My response was, ma'am, that's a lie. It hasn't even been five minutes. Her response, you dirty nigger. Y'all don't deserve a thing. As I approach her, letting her know my rage and the impending physical consequences of her words, she begins walking off and continues, she continues and says, you fucking nigger bitch. It took everything in my soul and body not to beat her into the pavement. I was able to snap these clear clear as day pictures of this racist demon. Mm. So... Okay. I'm glad. I, I know this person cares enough about her dog that she wasn't going to leave for more than a second. Mm-hmm. Um, hazard light, And clearly, again, hazard lights on, the engine's running. These are clear signs by common, reasonable people that someone is going to be right back. Yes. 
Nobody's leaving their car and AC on for an extended period of time when gas prices are like this. Um, all of that was unnecessary. She just wanted to... She, You know what happened? And this happens to people in everyday life. And I'm sure it happens more in the life of a Karen. And they can't come to terms with it in their own head. What happened was... Her first glance, at first glance, without thinking, oh, damn, there's a dog in the car. Mm -hmm. Why would someone leave their dog in the car? And then she saw all the telltale signs that reasonable people see mm -hmm. and said to herself, well, this person's not, well, maybe this person's going to be back, but maybe they're not. Karens are allergic to new information. The receive the the reception of new information doesn't reserve doesn't resound with them, and they always feel like going with their first mind is the strongest. I, I feel like none of that registered until she saw that the person was black, and then she saw it was a quote unquote fucking nigger bitch. Just hands. I mean, hands. Hands. I, I, would, I, I would not have been opposed. To hands. I, I know that violence is not the answer, but sometimes it's. Just but necessary. it feels good sometimes. It's just necessary. Slap the shit out of a bitch. That's my reply to you. You fucking O'Fay bitch. Still doesn't have the same snap. Just, I, mean, it doesn't, I was, I was yeah, trying. Just, I was trying it out a little it, bit, and nah, it doesn't feel good nah, at all. It's nah, not satisfying. Nah, just, Cracker and, bitch. And that's the thing. The only, the only racial slur that works against white people... Is, well, there are two. Um, one is calling them white. No, calling them racist. I'm sorry. They don't like to be called racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other racial slur that works really well against them is hands. Hands. I have seen a lot of Karens go wild uh, uh, videos. Hands are the most effective. Sign, sign, sign language is a universally <laughs> accepted language. You ain't never lied about that. Um, we we salute you, Brandy. We salute you for not. For not doing something that might get the get the laws involved, mm -hmm. we so, we we salute you for not starting shit in front of a Jamba Juice. Yeah, thank you, for, thank you for taking the high road. Thank you for taking the high road. We don't want to see anything happen to you. We don't want to see, even though we know you'd be in the right and we defend you one hundred percent. We don't want to see somebody try to make you out to be somebody we know you're not. Now, if you would have slapped the shit out of her, I would have thanked you for that as well. Real talk. If you got on, if you got on camera. You are you are automatically welcome on the show at any time. There were no wrong answers in this case. <laughs> Let's just say not that. at all. There are no wrong answers. Oh, also, she's the one. She's binging our our podcast. Um, she's been binging from episode one. I think she's in the high seventies. Shit. Um. So she's she's um she's still a fan. Seventy episodes in a row later, and she wants me to calm down because she's worried about my blood pressure. Well, you got another 40 episodes to see how that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so send your racist stories, your racist encounters, um, your anything you think we've missed in the news, along with your uh, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests. Please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com and you will find portals to any of our social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll be right back with uh, your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up.
are black. We are back. Hell yeah. We are black. There we are. We are opinionated. And uh, I'm drunk, but I have to tell you, this uh, this tea is taking the edge off a little. It's going to make it worse though. There's 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 enough sugar in there, in that it's going to mix with that alcohol in a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's coming. I see it. On your ride home, you're going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna feel it. It's gonna um, be a long night for you. I made plans not to work out tonight, so um, let's see. Um, time for your listener letters. Um, Euphonic, our our old fr- our old friend. Uh, Writing to us as usual from the bubble. Man. Uh he tried to kill us. <laughs> On a couple of occasions. Yes. Um You finally hit a you finally hit me up. He he had two things that he wanted us to uh know about or talk about. One is how do you two feel watching the government eat its own tail? Um, the same way I felt about it going into it, it like we said, it, how have you felt about what, uh, about the government? How have you felt about the process in 2016? It's probably how you still feel, uh, with a little more bitterness added in 2020. The government's always been eating its own tail. I cannot think of a time in my lifetime where the government is not. Um, I do think that certain things have accelerated within the last four years. And I think a lot of... I, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I, I think I think a certain level of tension is necessary if it spurs people into action. Because one thing that I think I hate I hate being a both sides dude, but one thing that I think that both sides have been lacking is 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 truth and transparency in in what their intentions are and what they want to do. Oh, this has and, not been a surgical conversation right. between the two of them at all. Right. And I, I do think that this level of tension is necessary. It, it has proven itself necessary because it has brought certain things to the surface. It has opened the door for very direct conversations, even if those conversations are confrontational. Um, but those are the types of things that need to happen in order to affect change. Agreed. Um, that's my very political, no pun intended, answer about it. Um but it's 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 going to continue to eat its own tail until we update antiquated um, practices that have been around since the inception of the country. <coughs> Electoral college. Yeah, <laughs> that have not benefited <laughs> most people. Like things were blatantly created to to favor one over the other, and people are finally anxious enough about it to say you know what y'all fuck all of this no this this shit is not serving us um we'll we'll let this shit crash and burn um most of uh, most of what i my my take is what d randall said it with the with the addition that even after this even after this election i think the work isn't over because we have to we have it's not just trump it's the culture that trump has opened the floodgates to and maybe it's always been there on some level or another but i think trump has opened the floodgates to a culture of ugliness mm-hmm. a culture of mean-spiritedness that the conversation did not need right and this is, and I, I again, I hate to be a both sides guy as well, but there has been some ugliness. Now, 
things have levels and degrees. So I don't think, so by no means do I think the Biden people have been remotely as ugly as the Trump people. Biden is not encouraging people to punch Trump people in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might have said he wanted to punch Trump in the face. But That's different. Who doesn't want to do that? Um, that's two old white men going at it. Um, but I don't think that there has been the encouragement of ugliness, of violence on one side that there has been on the other. So I say that with a with an asterisk involved, but I do think that there's been a culture of ugliness. I think there's been a culture of bad behavior that has been let in where the the bar is in hell. Like yeah. we're having conversations about people doing bullshit in on the beltway that we would have never had prior to Trump. Yeah. And people saying things, Trump saying things that where that's the standard now. It used to be shit like Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner was the most ridiculous, egregious shit happening in politics at one time. Yes. And we are well past that. I long for the days when Rick Perry and his and his gaffes, I, my mortal nemesis Rick Perry and his gaffes are the worst shit happening in politics. When we were disappointed in in George Bush Jr. Um, at him being a, a quote unquote terrible president, I'm and, an and, how, and how dumb he was. Fool me, fool me once, don't fool me again. Fool me twice. Fool, what, what, look, you, you fool me, you, you fool me, don't fool me again. Yeah. <laughs> we thought that was bad. <laughs> um, the bar has definitely been lowered, and but the one thing that we we need to be cautious about is we don't need to get into a generational cycle of of the pendulum swinging every time. So we don't need to get into a situation where because of what's happened in the, in the last four years that all of a sudden the Democrats start acting the same way, but on that side, which will then cause the Republicans to do the same thing on their side. And you just have this whole, this whole decades long one upmanship. It's escalation. Yeah. It's the Batman. It's, it's the Batman begins thing. Yeah. They buy, you know, we, you know, we buy, we buy arm, we, you know, we buy armor piercing rounds. They buy better armor, you yeah. know, and you're Batman. So they're going to give us the fucking Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't want that escalation. Um, I will also say that we have a, a task ahead of us because we're doing this and I think part of the I think part of the fatigue with the Biden people and with the left on in general is because Obama it, people that went through the Obama era and that was their introduction where there's a generation that was their introduction to politics. Mm-hmm. There are people that are adults now that only know a black president. My niece. Well, my niece is not an adult. Well, but, almost, but yeah, but there almost. are people there are people who are 30 yeah. right now, for example, who who voted for the first time when when Obama got voted in in 2008 and and 12 years later they're now 30. And and a lot of them are out of love with Obama over yeah. for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we we also can't there there's no taking away the fact that there was a time when a lot of people were actually hopeful 
when a lot of people were hopeful, when a lot of people had a president that they could be that they could be proud of that was scandal free. They had a president with a jumper. God damn it. God damn that jump shot looks good. That's what I do. It's what I do. And and you know what? Now we that's, the president. Now that's we- the name of this podcast. That's what I do. All right. That's you know, now we got a president who has to use two hands to drink water. <laughs> And we have to come to the we have to come to the sad conclusion that we will not we will probably not be as inspired in an election season as we were when Obama was running. We will not be that kind of inspired again in our lifetime. And I think that's part of the 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 kind of disenchantment is that people are waiting to be inspired. People are waiting for genuine, for genuine emotions to come with that vote, like it did with Obama, and that's not going to happen again for a long time. It that depends. was that was lightning striking the first time. It depends on who you are. It, it what's crazy about it, and this is almost blasphemous for me to say, there are people who feel as inspired by Trump, who who say who say shit like Obama was divisive, who say that. Like everything that that people with sane minds are saying now about Trump, people were saying that shit about Obama when he was in office, and I'm like, it's it's amazing how, depending on what you want to believe about someone, like what you will actually believe about him. Even if those people who are inspired by Trump are also people that still watch the 700 Club and go to bed at 6:30, <laughs> um, you gotta take that with a grain of salt. It is what it is. The other thing Euphonic wanted us to talk about real quick, he he he's, he put this in the opinions while black inbox. There's a trailer for a movie called Fat Man. Now, Fat Man is starring Mel Gibson. There's a whole generation of y'all that don't know who Mel Gibson is for and, good reason, and you, for good reason, and you ain't missing shit. For us in '80s and '90s babies, uh, this is kind of a nightmare. Every for the '80s and '90s babies. We know that like every five years or so, Mel Gibson shows back up uh, trying to test the waters and see if we'll let him back into the conversation uh, after he railed on uh, after he railed on on Jewish people. Oh, and I think he railed on niggas, too. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say he hoped his girl would get raped by a pack of niggas? It was. Yeah. Okay, that was him. Yep. So he shows back up. Testing the waters to see if we'll let him back in, and now he is he is shown back up testing the waters, trying to get in on his Liam Neeson bag. <sighs> Little does he realize that we got Liam Neeson the fuck out of here too. Yeah. Um, and this is basically taking. I just wanted to kill a black bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically taken meets the Santa Claus, and not done well apparently. And Santa Claus is like an ex-hitman or some shit. And some little boy who got coal, a lump of coal for Christmas, had, had put a hit out on Santa Claus and got Walton Goggins <laughs> as a hitman to take him out. What the fuck? Look, Walton Goggins is probably the greatest villain-leaning actor of our generation. Like, I, I, cannot, I have not seen him in a role in which... He has not been just like the creepiest, most hate-inspiring villain 
that you can imagine in that role. I wish he would have been the Joker instead of Jared Leto. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been really good, by the way. I'm just putting it out there, y'all. It's Walt, not too late, DC. Walton Goggins. It's not too late. Y'all gonna give us more of this Suicide Squad bullshit. Yeah. You can go back. You can. You can. You can. You can take back this Jared Leto bullshit. Yeah. But it. 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 it, it we are putting out a hit on. Notice when you showed me, I was like, I did. I couldn't even finish. The he did not finish a two minute trailer, and I don't blame him. We are putting out a hit on Mel Gibson and Santa Claus. Anti-Semitic Mel Gibson. Mel, it was like it was like taking meets Gran Torino because he's just he's he's in some barn, yeah, in regular sweats, hit punching a punching the punch the the barnyard punching bag from fucking Roadhouse, and and, and he's like, is is that what they think of me that I'm jolly and fat? And this is I'm I'm not as mad as Mel Gibson trying to come back because we're not gonna let Mel Gibson back ever. He's gonna he's gonna show up, take a bum bag, and then go away again. We're not gonna let Mel Gibson back. That's just never gonna happen. No. I'm more disappointed that Hollywood, that the movies at least, are just egregiously wasting all the goodwill that Walton Goggins has 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 made for himself in his career. Yeah. This man has been genius. The Shield. Justified Sons of Anarchy. I think he was even a villain in an Ant Man movie, guys. Assistant principals. You know what I'm uh, Oh my god, yeah. that shit was so fucking funny. Hey. Vice principals, yes. Even uh Who'd the, have thought he'd have killed it with Danny? Yeah, Vice Principals, what I'm saying, assistant principals. Um and then the what's what's the what's the what's the one with the the fake Joel Osteen shit? Um The 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 fabulous something or another. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh yeah, he wasn't that. Dude, Great he's, cast. He's a G. And y'all are just wasting Walton Goggins on bullshit like this. Now, I think he's earned the right. Now, if he want, I think he's earned the right to take a bum bag here and there. See, that's the thing about bum bags. When you've done enough, when you've done enough, and you've won all the acclaims, and you've gotten all the all the critical praise, it's your right to take a bum bag. Denzel is probably working on the Equalizer Three. <laughs> We see bum bags every day. <laughs> Loretta Devine is in a bum-ass horror movie with Amari Hardwick. It's okay to take a bum bag when you've earned that right yeah. to go to to just take a bag and and disassociate with. Yeah. You know who took the? You know who took a bum bag? Sean Connery. Sean Connery did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is one of the most which is one of the which is one of the most legally dubious. Superhero films, comic book films of all time. I I don't have time to go into the story of why that's fucked up. Uh, that's another episode. But Alan Moore's the, still pissed. Alan Moore's still pissed about that shit. Um, one of the most legally dubious movies of all time. Um, one of the really bad comic book movies. Definitely low on the scale. Yeah. Even though I fuck with Alan Quartermain. Um. Sean Connery did the movie. He had a falling out with, I think, maybe Stuart Townsend, who was popular for some reason other than the fact that he used to fuck Charlize Theron. Mm. Um, I think he fell out with somebody on the set, and when it came time to do the press junket, he did the absolute minimum amount of promotion. Yep. I think he did two interviews on that whole press junket, maybe. He did the minimum amount that was in his contract. The movie came out. It bombed, and we never saw Sean Connery the fuck again in, in, in acting, ever. Ever again. He retired, like, months later. <laughs> that is how you take a bum bag. Yep. 
You take a bum bag and you get the fuck out. Yep. Ask Marshawn Lynch. Ask Marshawn Lynch. Um, we talking about Westworld? Oh, you you're talking about him playing football? Yeah. Westworld wasn't that bum a bag. No, I mean he definitely he he definitely got a paycheck for it. Yeah. But he 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 left. Well, he kind of had a bum rap that he had he had reasons for leaving Seattle. He anyway, really, yeah, he I, had a reason for leaving. I Take that bum there. bag and get the fuck out. Yeah, that's fine. So. All that to say, I ain't mad at Walton Goggins for taking a bum bag. I am mad, I am a little mad that he is associated that he is now going to be associated with this bum ass movie that's Mel Gibson trying to uh, generate our favor again, which he never will. Nobody's going to see it though. Nobody's going to watch that shit. Nobody's leaving during a pandemic. The movie the movie industry getting desperate, y'all. Nobody's leaving the house to go watch Mel Gibson punch the fucking barnyard. A punching bag from Roadhouse. Nobody's doing that. I, I need y'all to sit the fuck down <laughs> so we can get past this pandemic so that the real movies can come back to the theaters. God damn it, I want to see Black Widow. I've missed an entire year of movies because y'all motherfuckers want a hookah. I was supposed to I was supposed to have seen Tenet at least twice and talked bad about it. We should be watching Eternals in a couple of weeks. I should be watching Top Gun 2. I'm one of the few people in the universe that is excited about the I, Top Gun sequel. I, I'm here for it. Um, you know, y'all fucking up. And y'all fucking up. And, and, so, no. Nobody's leaving the house over Mel Gibson. No one. Walton Goggins or not. Um, that's really all for listener letters. And that's really more, and that's really more time than we should have given listener yeah. letters. Um, uh, thank you, Euphonic. Um, send your listener letters to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or go to opinionswhileblack.com, social media, so forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. Time for the top three STFUs. Where are we looking at on time, actually? We're right. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! We have a runner-up. Kirstie Alley. If you don't know who Kirstie Alley is, um, uh, you're, then you were born in, oh, 1998. <laughs> that would, it's, so yeah. it's fine. Um, the star of Cheers, and if you don't know what Cheers is, again, you were probably born yeah. in 1998. And, you know, she, you know, had a resurgent career in a fat actress. And if you don't know what that, if you don't know what that is, um, a lot of people are in agreement with you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Kirstie Alley, um, she got on Twitter, I believe it was, and she badmouthed CNN. She was talking about how CNN was, uh, she felt like CNN was doing too much COVID coverage. And that she she immediately saw CNN and she felt like they were generating fear of dying from COVID. There are 220,000 people. That, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, Cook. There are 220,000 people. That can't agree with you because they're not alive to agree with you. There are millions of people all over the world who would love who would love to agree with you, but they can't breathe because they're on respirators. Or they can't breathe and they don't have a respirator because the hospitals are full. That make no mistake. Well, they can't breathe because of Jason Whitlock. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
Make no mistake. You should absolutely have a healthy concern and fear of a virus that we don't know much about that is killing sick and healthy people left and right. Let's be, let's be very clear here. This virus is killing healthy people. Mm-hmm. There are healthy people walking into, walking into clinics and dropping dead from a heart attack. Who can run a, who who can run a mile without breaking a sweat? That doesn't make any sense. Kirstie Alley, and again, this is another one of these situations where if you are if you are famous or ha, or famous adjacent because you're Kirstie Alley, mm-hmm. you have been you have been insulated enough that you don't have to worry about these things. Right. You have health insurance. A lot of these people that are recovering quickly and efficiently from COVID. Are rich. Dwayne Johnson has enough money that the entire left side of his family tree could catch COVID and they would get the best, and each and every one of them simultaneously would get the best medical care money could ever buy. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Dwayne Johnson's medical bills alone could probably could probably cover oh my entire family. Yeah. Him and his family can afford to be I, I won't no no I won't say afford to be exposed to COVID, but they're in better shape should COVID arrive, right? Than I would be. Kirstie Alley at this point is a Z-list actress. Can you have negative integers in a in the alphabet? Absolutely. Kirstie Alley is a negative Z-list actress. She still can probably afford, she could still probably afford to insulate herself properly from COVID. Right. She never has, she doesn't have to worry about what, working? She didn't worry about that. She hasn't worried about that in a while. She clearly hasn't been worried about it because I haven't seen shit from Kirstie Alley in 20 years. That's a good thing. <laughs> All right, you ain't missing shit. Um, if you want to see her do her best uh, uh, plus size and Nicole Smith, watch Fat Actress. Um, but in the meantime, Kirstie Alley should not be concerned about what regular people are doing. Cause that's what you're doing when you, when you make a statement like that publicly, mm-hmm. you're telling regular people not to be worried about some shit that you don't have to worry about. Didn't we just go through this with the Birkin bag shit? Just did it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the whole fuck up. Shut up. Shut the, shut the director's cut fuck up. Uh, number th- the number three person who should shut the fuck up in America is T.I. I could say that on, on most days. <laughs> and no, this is not about him complaining about who he, who he should be in a versus with. Shut the fuck up. Take that Jeezy battle and go away. Um, no, this is about... Now he thinks he can give out advice about how to battle COVID. Oh. This nigger said... Wow. We gave him the hard. The hard ER. This nigger said that COVID starts in the throat. And that if you expose yourself to warm liquid, warm liquid, maybe tea, hot tea, you can wash the COVID down and the stomach acids will kill it. So besides being a gynecologist, as we've already seen, <laughs> um, Clifford Harris is also a virologist as well. I 
blame the culture. Y'all told him it was okay to have a podcast. I don't think anybody told him that. <laughs> yeah. I think he just did it. I think he just up and did. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, no, no, Ti, no, no. COVID starts in the throat. That sentence off the top should have told everyone listening to stop listening to stop that. Stop listening shit. to him. Whatever he, whatever program he said that on, you should just, you should have just turned it off right then. It doesn't take you long to know when Ti is saying something foolish because his mouth is moving. There are two people where I know immediately when they're saying foolish things. That's Damon Dash and T.I. <laughs> Damon Dash has never not said a, a, a ridiculous thing in his life. <sighs> Damon Dash, that's why I could devote a whole other podcast to the horrible, ridiculous, goofy shit Damon Dash says. Um, and T.I. is getting up there, too. He's up there. He's up there. Uh it, we have to stop entertaining him. Like, he would put out more albums, and I'd be okay with that. He'd put out more albums if we'd stop encouraging him to say and do things that are not music-related. The only, the only thing music-related, non-music-related that I stood by for T.I. is him being in an Ant-Man movie. Mm. And barely that for me. Barely that. He had three lines. Yeah, barely that. In two movies. Oh, it, 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 that's that's his acting. That's a, that's on par with his acting caliber. He's better than Common. Yes, far better than Common. Yes, I'll give him that. I'd I'd rather listen to him say AI than Common. Damn. So, um, oh, Common said, oh, uh, base, oh, uh, on side note about the Jaguar Wright shit. Common said Jaguar Wright tripping. She going through some shit and she crazy. Okay. Um, if he's oh and he oh and she broke up with oh and he broke up with Tiffany Haddish. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Nobody thought that was going the distance. Anyway, T.I., shut the fuck up. The fuck up. The whole fuck up. Shut up! Shut the fuck up remix featuring Jadakiss. Damn. Number two is Jared Kushner. I'm surprised he hasn't been on this list more. You know, there was a while when Jared Kushner, much like Steve Bannon, just started being quiet for a while. I don't know if you remember that. For a while, they just kind of went on radio silence and let and let Trump and Fauci and all them other motherfuckers take the take the reins. I guess when there are just levels of of insanity that that far exceed yours, you just like ah, you got it from here, bro. When talking about the economy, Jared Kushner said that um, his father can want black people to be successful, but they have to want to be successful for themselves. Oh, that's it. That's the whole line. He said that. As if black people just don't want it enough. Yeah, he said that. In a, in a prepared statement. In a prepared statement. Hmm. On Fox News, via satellite, he prepared for that. They were hooked. They were doing makeup. They were, they were, they were doing a sound test on his, on his lapel mic. All that shit. And that's what he came up with to say on air. Jared Kushner. Doesn't Jared Kushner have better things to do? He really doesn't. Like sit. I mean, he has a million better things. He could be. Just, he could do things constructive, like sit in a like sit in a dark conference room with all his other minions and figure out ways to destroy Blade. <laughs> the strain looking ass. <laughs> 
Kushner. This is why, this, and if, if the election goes the way I want it to, the thing that I'm going to be happiest about is that Jared Kushner's time is up. He's going to catch a hard fade. <laughs> just, just after Stephen Miller. Like, somebody's just going to just slide him. Like, they're talking about how Trump is, isn't going to let them take him out of the White House and all that shit. You see he's building a wall around the White House. It's all good. You see all this shit about a race war? If this race war results in Jared Kushner being punched in the face... It would have been well worth it. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, you can also just be like, you know what, uh, nigga, you can have the White House. We shit. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take over Trump Tower and make that my shit. Hell yeah, that would really piss his bitch ass off. Then he then he got to pay rent somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna be in your house. Then he gonna have to pay rent somewhere because his wife gonna be all right. We just gonna turn off the lights at the White House. Because his wife gonna be all right. His wife's friend gonna be all right. I didn't know that. I didn't know Hope Hicks looked like that. Yeah. Hope Hicks fine. Yeah. yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I wouldn't tell nobody by a beat. That's that devil. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, man. I I I I'd use her for a bag. Hope Hicks bad. Fuck that. Uh, it, but it, I digress. Jerry Kushner, shut the fuck up. Just get some sun. Shut up. Get you some self tanner from one of the Jersey Shore guys and shut the fuck up. Some self-tanner. Something so you can walk in the daylight. Yeah, you know, you know in, the first, in the first Blade movie, they had them helmets. Yeah. And the makeup so they could walk in the, so they could walk in the sun. He'd get some of that shit. What was that movie with Kevin Bacon? Daywalkers or whatever the shit was called? Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan, was it Ethan Hawke? Yeah. No. Daywalker, Daybreakers. Daybreakers, yeah. It was stupid. It was mad stupid. Yeah, but that's him. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, get some of that shit and shut the fuck up. Please. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up, ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne Carter. Oh, shit. AKA Lil Wayne. That one was obvious, yeah. Lil Wayne has found himself allying, uh, uh, tweeting his allyship with Trump. Uh, he showed up and took a pic. Apparently, he took a picture with Trump in his best Carlton Banks sweater. It, was, it, was, it looked like a class picture with the teacher. That nigga looked, I'm telling you, that nigga, that nigga looked like a side character in somebody's. Uh, Soapy, romancy anime. Lil Wayne also looks like he's decaying. It's oh, he's of... the nigga version of Gollum. Wow. <laughs> he is the nigga version of Smeagol. <laughs> Had that passion. <laughs> wow. He missed the And all that shit. Wow. It's true. Now you can't get out your head, can you? God damn. Can't get out your head. <laughs> This man is a rap Smeagol. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> ah, we like that fish. Anyway, um, I can't. It's hard to even criticize Lil Wayne for allying himself with Donald Trump because Lil Wayne is historically a fucking idiot. Anything outside of music, he's a fucking idiot. True. Literally everything outside of music, he is a moron. Well, and also within music. Sorry. Some within music, because I heard Carter Five. He's had some jams. He's had some jams. I anything off most things off of I Am Not a Human Being is is not one of them. <laughs> um, except the baller song that will always go hard. I mean, this is all the same shit that we were saying about Ice Cube last week. Like, 
and, and, and there were people who were saying that also because Lil Wayne is a felon that he can't even vote. But it, to me, I don't even care about that part. It, it still just boils down to <sighs> quit giving it away for free. Quit, quit, free promotion. This is this is Lil Wayne. Didn't get paid a dime. I know he didn't. Getting, you know, a discount code for spell. <laughs> and, and not get anything out of it. You know, the the, the hardest the hardest thing for me to do in in, in relation to that was um, it hurts me to even say it. You, you watch that David Letterman show, and my next guest is yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, last week I, I watched the episode with Kim Kardashian. Okay. And, you know, you know, I don't I don't fuck with anything Kardashian, Kardashian related, related at all. Sure. They are like the antithesis of everything that I believe. You know, in regards to consumerism and capitalism, and of course, and famous for being famous or for sucking Ray J's dick, like I do have to say that I, I found myself on a different level of respect for her because one of the things that Dave asked her about very directly, and you know, Dave doesn't Dave doesn't bullshit when he, when he interviews not. people. Right. He he said, you know, when, a few years ago, you went to the White House um, as an advocate along with, you know, a, a team of black women lawyers mm-hmm. to commute the sentences of people who were either received unjust sentences or should not have been jailed, period. And people gave her flack about doing that and speaking to the administration when it it's just not, like, like we've said all the time, like, stop talking to that man. Stop talking to them people. But in this case, and she even recognized it herself, she says, I, I recognize that I do have a, a certain level of privilege that comes with, you know, me being who I am. And I decided that regardless of who was in the White House, there are things that need to be done in our communities. And, and, and I didn't show up. I didn't show up without expecting a result from from what we went in with. And she even said, you know, I used my position to empower this team of lawyers, these people who actually know what the fuck they're doing, to commute the sentences of, of, of a lot of people. And I'm like, wow, it's actually kind of fucked up that I have to, that I respect that more than a Lil Wayne or an Ice Cube because that's the exact same shit that they could have been doing. Like, here's, here's the thing, and, and, you know, again, this is funny that it's coming out on election day. Regardless of who you vote for, regardless of who wins, the work continues. 100%. And, and that elected official that sits in that office is still responsible to you. For everything, and for everything that the person before them mm-hmm. did or didn't do. Correct. So, you know, I have, to, I have to tip my hat to Kim Kardashian for actually going in with a call to action and following through on it and not relying on waiting for someone to make promises or days just, right. before you know days before an election and we buying just, votes like we don't know if she voted for him or not right what we do know is she went there she got some shit done she did some real work why couldn't ice cube or little wayne do the same thing or not or or not because on the other because on the flip side of that mm-hmm. kim kardashian and she recognized this and she said it that she has a level of privilege mm-hmm. because she is a white woman. Right. Or a non-black woman. Right. And so she's got credibility with that administration. Mm-hmm. The Ice Cube, 
that Diddy, that Lil Wayne, that Jim Brown, that Kanye West, her own her husband mm-hmm. will never have. And and this is and and this is my counterplay to that administration though. You want my votes? You want me to take you seriously? Here's what I want. And and, and no, I don't I don't want to wait to see the result of this election. I want you to do this shit now. And they did it right then. Yeah, and that's Ice Cube. Uh, they're looking at him like, eh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after the election. You make some good points. No, thank I, you for thank you. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Yeah. No, if I'm if I'm them, and they and they and they want to, you know, and this goes back to the Jim Browns, and all these other people who kissed the ring at the table, back in the day. No, you're not. You're not about to serve me some shit and just be like, you know, y'all are my favorite blacks. I'm going to take care of y'all. Exactly. No, when I leave this room today, I need this done. I don't. I don't give a fuck if 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 I voted for you or not. You work for me, nigga. I never thought I'd see the day when Kim Kardashian got more accomplished in a meeting, or in multiple meetings, whatever happened, than Kanye West, or the man who made Death Certificate. One yeah, of the man. greatest rap albums ever. One of the best rap albums ever fucking made. The 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 man who made Cave Bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne and let's be real. Dwayne Carter is not even in the conversation of these same people because Dwayne Carter does not have or want any political knowledge Mm-mm. outside of what he already believes, which is very little. He didn't believe in shit but money. And that's another thing. These motherfuckers have been telling y'all for years in their raps, money over everything. Don't be surprised when they vote that way. Mm -hmm. 50 Cent. Don't be surprised when he votes that way. He's been telling y'all get rich or die trying for 20 years. Well, he tried to clown Wayne also. He did clown Wayne. Yeah. Well, he clowns everybody and he shouldn't. He can't even close his mouth properly. Um, he. This is an and this is a nigga who thinks he's the most gangster motherfucker on the planet. Who shot? Who got shot and has not shot anyone back since? Mm. If you just want to get hip hop about it, uh, so he can shut the fuck up too. But Dwayne Carter, for all of our sakes, because you don't need, we don't need you to be a part of the conversation if you don't intend on conversing in the first place. You just contend. You just want to have your picture taken with the nearest rich white motherfucker you can find. Um, just shut the fuck up. Shut the entire up. fuck up. Shut the worldwide fuck up. Damn. The worldwide cross country fuck. D- d- download the promo code <laughs> and get and 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 shut the early edition fuck up before it gets to Netflix. Damn. Have we done a podcast, sir? We have certainly done a podcast. We have officially done one hundred and twelve podcasts. My God, it, the numbers are getting up there. Um, Team Oz, as I always say, thank you very much for your continued support. Um, you could have really, you could have literally, it, it, it's a corny thing to say. You could have been anywhere and you were here and we are grateful um, for you being a part of the conversation, for you supporting uh, black content. Please continue to support black content, not just us. Please continue to support black content in everything you do. Anytime you turn on the television, anytime you boot up your computer, anytime you boot up Spotify, consider black, consider independent black content first. Um, 
black content wants to survive. It needs to survive. We need to keep these. We need to keep the content out here in the ether diverse if we're going to have any hope of real representation of people really coming to the table about other people's humanity. Mm-hmm. And that requires savvy audiences and word of mouth like yourself. Yep. And we're going to be here. Regardless of what happens this week, we're still going to be here talking our shit. It's, I, that's what I say. We're going to be here. Um, if, if you're joining the resistance next week, we're going to be here. If if you're on wall duty, we're gonna be here. If you're running out for rations, <laughs> Just, we gonna be here. I'll be here waiting. I made a significant Instacart order this morning because I'm <laughs> not for the bullshit this week. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, we'll be here next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Vote. It's the last. It's really the last and only day to say this. Yeah. For another couple of years, vote. That's vote not, nigga. There we go. I was like, that's not what you used to say. Vote nigga. Vote nigga. Um, until then, this has been uh, episode 112. Where the players dwell. Of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. And for now, I'm still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties.